You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. I'm sure I had heard the word love before, but my first memory of hearing the word love was also my, is also my earliest memory of seeing a music video. Can you turn it down just a little bit? Thanks. So the first time I, I, my first memory of hearing the word love was the first time I saw a music video. It was 1984 and the song was Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It? You know the one, or maybe you don't. I, I might be dating myself. So for those of you under the age of 30, it's a video of Tina Turner where she's got, you know, that hair that's like a lion's mane and the tight leather mini skirt, and I refuse to sing it. <laughs> but she belts out, what's love got to do with it, you know, What's love but a second-hand emotion? <laughs> Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? As I mentioned, uh, this was my first memory of hearing the word love. I can't know for sure why this memory is burned in my brain. I mean, there's the fabulous hair. <laughs> but perhaps it's because the song in some way clued me into the fact that wrapping my head and heart around the idea of love wouldn't be easy. Perhaps it hinted to the five-year-old Reagan that the Care Bear Hallmark card version of love I knew at the time would soon give way to the explosive love of my teens and the oh-so-tragic love of my 20s, the more stable love of adulthood, and then on into the shapes of love that I've yet to discover but inevitably will. Perhaps the song was the first time that a question mark was placed beside the word love, and I began to see that there was more to love than I imagined. I've been thinking a lot about love in light of this week's gospel where Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Because frankly, my first reaction when I read this gospel this week was, really, Jesus? What's love got to do with it? What's love got to do with keeping commandments? At first, I wondered if this is really Jesus speaking or if it was somebody else putting words in Jesus' mouth because I thought Jesus, the one we call Savior and Lord, I thought he was raised from the dead to show us that our relationship with God will never depend upon what we do or don't do. That God's love for us is a free gift, but, but here it, it sounds like it all depends on us. Because not only does Jesus say that loving him means keeping his commandments, but then he goes on to say that those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Which sounded harsh, until I remembered what Jesus' commandments were in the first place. Just a few verses before today's reading, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment. 
that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also, so also should love one another. And then again, just a few verses after today's reading, Jesus repeats the commandment. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. At first, I was excited to remember that Jesus didn't give the disciples a, a list of commandments they had to obey. He just gave them one. I mean, I can obey one commandment, right? But then reality hit me, and I was like, oh, dang, it's that one. <laughs> love one another. Like, I often can't even love my cat first thing in the morning, or <laughs> not just first thing in the morning. I mean, all she wants to do is nuzzle up to me and show me she loves me. This cute little kitten with her adorable face comes up to me, and my first thoughts are, what? You think you deserve my love? It's only 7 a.m. What have you done for, me to, for you to deserve my love at this hour? So if I can't even love an adorable kitten that well, how can I expect to love my fellow human beings any better, much less God? So where's the good news in all of this? If we cannot count upon our ability to love each other, then where can we find hope? After all, Jesus says all this stuff about loving each other to the disciples right before they screw him over right before he's arrested and crucified. So he must have been trying to give them hope rather than leading them to despair over their inability to love each other perfectly. Which, in fact, I believe has to be the key to this gospel. Jesus delivers his new commandment of love to his closest friends who he knows will turn around a few hours from then and betray, abandon, and deny him. Jesus knows that the one commandment he asks of them is the one thing they can never do. And he knows it will break them. He knows that the disciples will run in fear and leave him hanging alone on the cross. And he knows he will then find them huddled together in a locked room, staring blankly at the walls, broken by the shame over their own limitations. Jesus knows they cannot love him the way that he loves them. But he also knows that in their realization of their own brokenness in that locked room as they sit staring blankly at the walls, a crack will open through which the Holy Spirit will blow, and he knows that then they will know the God who loves them more than they can fathom. By knowing the depths of their brokenness, they will know the depths of God's forgiveness. And in the depths of God's forgiveness, they will finally see one another. And they will finally see that their capacity to love, to really love, begins in their capacity to know their own brokenness. I know this has been true for me. The only way more space has been made in my life for more love is through coming to face over and over with the gut-wrenching reality that I am not that good at loving. About 15 years ago, I was struggling with depression and drug addiction for the first time. My life was falling apart. 
as many lives do in the wasteland known as our 20s. If you're in your 20s, it gets better. (laughs) My best friend at the time was my former college roommate, Nick. In fact, today is Nick's birthday, and it's also the 16th anniversary of our college graduation. Nick and I loved each other, and when we graduated, we sobbed for hours. We were sad to lose each other. So when my life started getting really messy, I would call him all the time. After, after about a year of sobbing phone calls, Nick one day called me and asked me to stop calling and to not contact him. Don't call me, I'll call you. I was devastated and angry. Where was the love? Don't true friends support each other through thick and thin? Well, another year passed, and one day I got a letter from Nick in which he confessed that he pulled away because he said, when I called, all I would do is talk about myself and my problems. I never asked him how he was doing. I wasn't able at the time to love him. And this devastated me even more. So much so that I couldn't even face it for several years. It wasn't until I got sober years later that I was able to face up to the limits of my love. Which is why I totally related to something Steve Ludwig posted on Facebook yesterday. A quote from comedian Maria Bamford where she says, I needed to find a way to show someone I loved them, despite all my words and actions. (laughs) (laughs) Our words and actions are going to fail us sometime, and it was only in realizing that this was true that God made space in my heart for more love to grow. I had to see the nauseating truth that I wasn't good at loving Nick, and I hadn't been very good at loving lots of people. I had to see that in order to see that God was waiting to give me more love. And that's the good news. That's the good news of this gospel. God is always right beside us, waiting to give us more, more love. But we, we have to see that what we have in ourselves right now just isn't enough. We have to see that what we have in ourselves isn't enough if we're going to see that what God is offering is more. And this, in the end, is, is why I need the church and why I need the Eucharist. I need you. I need God's people in order to see that the love within me is never enough. I need to try and love God's people over and over and be shown over and over how I keep falling short. And then I need to see over and over again that regardless of my limitations, Christ keeps setting the table for his faltering friends for a meal that tastes of freedom. And I need to be handed the bread and the cup so that I know that God is always waiting to give me and to give all of us more love. Amen.